Decoding Learning Differences with Kimberlyn Lavelle, and this episode is IEP Tips. Should I hire an advocate or lawyer? So this is the beginning of our series on IEP tips. This is a question that I see all the time, and it's a, it's a good question, right? It's valid. Should you hire an advocate or a lawyer? Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> Ultimately, it's a question only you can answer. You're the only one who really knows your situation. But we're going to get into this a little bit about when you might want to or if you can avoid those costs. So a free option that I would definitely recommend you start with, even if everything is going really well or if nothing has happened yet, like your child is in kindergarten, the school reached out, they wanted to assess, you're going to the initial IEP, everything seems great. Like the school is on top of everything and everything is going super well, you have no concerns at all. Bring a friend or a spouse or your mother or whatever. The point is bring someone who you know well and who is just a free person to be there. They're, they're just there for you. What this can do is help you mentally. This is the biggest benefit because you're now sitting with someone who loves you, who's on your side, Maybe there's someone who would fight for you. Maybe they'll get scared and never say anything, but they're there. Like, you know that they're there for you because what happens is a lot of parents walk into the meeting. All of the professionals are sitting, professionals are sitting around the room. They are professionals, but you're kind of a professional in your own way. All right. Maybe not, maybe no one would define it as professional, but you're a major part of your job. A major part of your life is your child and taking care of your child and knowing your child so you are the best resource for information about your child other than your child themselves who might be too young to say much. But you're sitting around this table, right? And sometimes it's so bad that like all of the school team is on one side of the table and they're staring at you sitting at the other side of the table and you're like, okay whatever you think, whatever you think, sure, I'll do that. You feel intimidated, even if they're being as nice or as friendly as they can be. I've heard it so many times. And as one of those professionals sitting at the other side of the table, taking notes furiously on my laptop and <laughs> changing things to IEP and like trying to make sure I'm doing everything correctly, I have heard from some of my, some of the parents I worked with um, who then I got to know better and they, they were more open and honest about things. And as, as well as from a lot of other parents who I've communicated with over the years, who they've been in meetings and they just felt like they just had to do whatever the other people, the school district said. They just had to agree to it. They didn't have a choice. Of course, you always have a choice, but it, it might not feel like it. And I totally get that. And that's why having that one extra person, now there's just a little more weight to your side of the table, right? Like, yeah, they've got their people, but you've got your person. Maybe you bring two people. Maybe you bring a whole entourage. <laughs> Let them know ahead of time so they know how many seats to have around the table that can help them logistically. Not that they can't scramble, but like, it'll move things along faster if they already know how many people are gonna be there. Um, 
but it just gives you that like yeah no this is these are these people are also important in my child's life and therefore they also need to be here and maybe they're not important that important in your child's life they're more just like a support friend for you that's still an important part of your child's life because it's an important part of your life and it helps you to be successful in your parenting of your child anyways bringing a friend now you might also not say the relationship that the friend is you might just say you know if you're if you're very like oh yes this is so and so um they're here as a friend you can even say they're here as an advocate most places confirm this in your state before you do this you don't have to have any qualifications to be an advocate so you can call them an advocate it doesn't mean anything there are qualifications that you can get to be a good advocate but you don't have to have them to call yourself an advocate at least in california that's true I don't know if other states, um, if any states have rules around what you have to do. Feel free to let me know. Um, so you've got this person who's maybe you want to pretend like they're an advocate because it puts the school on a little like, okay, we really got to be our best because there's somebody here. Now you have to be careful though, because sometimes the school then is a little less open and honest because they're worried that they're going to say something that is going to lead to legal things. And they might, they might be a little more on guard. They might be a little more hard-lined about things. It, it can change the dynamic. So I would recommend being very friendly, very kind. Feel free to bring snacks or something and a friend. Like, I am here, I am here to be on a team with all of you, and I've got my person to make sure that I feel heard and that I feel like I can speak and should speak what I think and what my questions are. So if you then need to escalate, so things are not going well, um, the district is not listening to what you have to say, they are not respecting what you're saying, they don't seem to be following the law, and you're telling them what the law says, and they're like, oh no, it's not that. You might want to escalate. So the usually the cheapest option is to escalate to an advocate. I would look for someone who is well-trained, qualified for this. Um, they have some kind of experience or training or something that they know, they really do know about special education law, they know about the the procedures and the process, and they understand that. And they can kind of help guide you with knowing what your rights are. But you also want someone who is child-centered. Um, and this is my opinion. Um, I've heard plenty of parents who love the Bulldogs. And I'm not saying that the advocate should never be a Bulldog. What I've seen too often uh, in the professional setting is advocates that come in and just start yelling and screaming. And you can look at the parent and they look offended and like upset and they feel like they have to agree with whatever the advocate says because they're paying the advocate. So therefore, the advocate must be right, even though the advocate has less knowledge, less information, doesn't know the child as well. Like, they are the least qualified person in the room to make a decision about the child, and they're the one that is trying to drive 
drive things home. Um, and there's certain advocates that they push for something specific. Like they have their own little agenda. They might push for every child to be tested for dyslexia and insist that every child has dyslexia. Whatever child comes across their desk, they've got dyslexia, they need to go. They might push for a certain program. Um, I don't know this for sure, but it seems like some tutoring centers might be paying advocates or giving them some kind of something because certain advocates always go for, they have to go to this place, they have to go here, um, even though there's no evidence that it's helping anyone. <laughs> Um, so in my opinion, those are not child-centered advocates. They're not focusing on the child that this is about. Um, I've also seen advocates that are like, everybody has autism. <laughs> it's like you meet the kid who is, has great communication skills, is the most social, outgoing, friendly person you've ever met. And the advocate's like, oh, I think he has autism. But that, but every child in that advocate's mind has autism. So it's true story true story okay so I would if you're going to pay someone you're gonna pay someone don't go with the cheapest necessarily but don't necessarily go with the most expensive sometimes the most expensive is just an angry person who is not helpful meet them get to know them find out if and make sure you feel heard that the advocate is listening to if you feel like the school is not listening to you don't pay someone else who's not gonna listen to you Make sure you find someone who is listening to you, listening to your concerns, and who clearly has solid knowledge about special education law in your state um, and, and about disabilities in general and how your child-specific concerns might come into play. You want someone with a lot of that kind of information and knowledge and support. And ideally, the advocate comes in, greets everyone in the room, like, into an IEP meeting, greets everyone in the room, is kind and friendly, and draws a line. No, a 504 is not sufficient. The child needs an IEP. They have specific deficits in these academic areas that need to be addressed with direct services and IEP goals. That's an example, right? Like, you want someone who's coming in, drawing a line. Kind, friendly, not yelling and screaming. Because, again, if you think back to when we're talking about how do people learn? It's when things are emotionally regulated. If people are scared or angry and worked up, there's not a lot of room for everyone to discuss the actual best plan for your child. So you want an advocate who's coming in and is asking questions and is getting the information and then is also drawing lines and is being firm. But I've never seen a need for the yelling and screaming and escalating. That's my opinion. <laughs> um, so, and then from there, you can, you can, of course, hire a lawyer. If you need to actually go through due process, like if you, especially if you've hired an advocate and they've looked at it and they've said, yep, they're, they've broken the law, or if you've looked at it, or a friend who knows a lot about it has looked at it. If you have, if you know that they are denying your child FAPE, free and appropriate public education, they're denying your child FAPE, file due process. That's where I would suggest that's the time to get a lawyer to help you go through the whole due process 
situation. It's kind of like suing the school district. Not exactly, but you're, there's, it's, it's a whole legal proceeding um, with a judge and everything eventually, if it goes that far. There would be like mediation and all sorts of, of smaller steps that the lawyer would be there to help guide you through. I would look for very similar qualities in a lawyer. Highly knowledgeable, not yelling and screaming, child-centered, focused on what does your child actually need. Most of my experience, and, you know, very anecdotal, the uh, most of the advocates that I've been in IEP meetings with were the yellers and screamers or the people with very specific agendas who were not listening to who the child was, who didn't really know the child that they were supposedly advocating for. And they were not super helpful, but I know that there are really great advocates out there also. The lawyers were calm, collected, often very quiet in meetings. So that's also something you might want to keep in mind when you just bring a free friend. Very quietly taking notes, right? If you want to go that free option, your friend comes with their, their notebook and they're sitting there taking notes. And not saying a word, just writing everything down. They could be writing their novel, like they don't even have to be paying attention. <laughs> because it gives that vibe of somebody's really paying attention to what's being said um, and writing everything down. And lawyer, I've been in IEP meetings with lawyers who give that, who do that same kind of thing, where they ask very few questions, but they might ask very pointed questions at times. They write a lot down and then nobody signs anything at the meeting and they leave and they discuss later and sign later if they agree, if they decide to. So if you need to keep escalating, you can go to the lawyer. Lawyers just tend to be the most expensive. So I wouldn't, I, unless you have plenty of money, um, I wouldn't jump to that. Although if you have plenty of money, A, you might be better served hiring private tutor outside of school anyway, depending on what your child's disabilities are. I'm not saying you aren't entitled to what the school provides, but you might be better served with really high quality private services outside of public services. If you're well off and can afford that. <laughs> and if not, you might want to use a lawyer and the lawyer, if you win the due process, then typically the lawyer fees are paid for by the school district. Um, and sometimes even if you lose due process, you still get them paid for, which you're costing the school money so they don't have the resources to then put towards education. So I don't recommend ever filing due process unless you know that your rights are being denied and then you should definitely file due process or at least have that conversation, start that conversation so they realize that they are doing something they shouldn't be doing. All right, I think I've rambled enough about this. <laughs> I do recommend always having someone with you at an IEP meeting, um, unless you've gotten to that point with the IEP team that you feel like you are genuinely part of the team, you know them all, you're friendly with them, you're comfortable with them, or at least with some of them. Um, I would like to at least think, and I feel like the feedback I've gotten has been that there were plenty of times that as the special education teacher, I was also kind of the advocate and I was the friend. So we would be sitting in a meeting and the certain people at the table were saying one thing and kind of pushing one agenda. 
But having talked to the parent, I knew that that wasn't their view or their thinking. So I would ask questions to kind of get them to speak up and say what they actually felt um, and would side with them. If there was any point where that would make sense, I, I would put my, I would voice my support of what they were saying because they're the expert on their kid. And most of the time <laughs> I agreed with them anyway. So I, having, having someone around the table that you feel is on your side and will support you and help you speak up is very, very helpful. So I would highly recommend it in some capacity, whatever that capacity is for you and your situation. Have a great day. Um, you can find out how you can get help on your journey, whatever that might be. If you have any questions about this, about any services that I might be able to help you with, or if you're looking for something specific, just reach out to me. Whatever your concerns are, just reach out to me. Let me know what it is that's going on with you. Kimberlyn at decodinglearningdifferences.com. Email me. Let me know what it is that's going on with you, and I'll help you with as much as I can. As much as I can. Kimberlyn at decodinglearningdifferences.com. I will talk to you again next week. Bye.